Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alechas, Yoredea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Shiluach Hakeim, Halacha Aleph, from the beginning. This is the final shear of the year Tuf Shin Pei Gimel, broadcasting from Uman. We d- dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yaakov David Yehuda, Rabbi Yisrael Zev, whose yard site is today on the 28th of Elul, and Lilu Nishmas, Reb Meir David Ben Reb Tzvi, whose yard site is today. <coughs> This person was Rabbi Meir Applebaum, who is one of the awesome Jewish heroes. He lived in Borough Park, a regular person who realized <coughs> the value of Torah tapes, of recording Torah and making it available to the masses. And in his basement, <coughs> he had thousands or tens of thousands of cassettes <coughs> that you could buy for a dollar a cassette or rent for nothing almost, 25 cents, you know, and he spread millions of hours of Torah maybe. It was incredible. He recorded him and Rabbi Eli Teitelbaum recorded rabbis doing the whole shas in English plus other topics, fantastic. And he did all of this from his house, from his house, from his basement, tens of thousands of called Torah tapes. Probably you could look it up today on the internet. This was one of the major changes in Klal Yisrael in making Torah available to the masses, recorded Torah, you know, to thousands of people. I myself used to work in Manhattan. I lived in Brooklyn, and I would take the train in the morning to go to work and back and usually listen to at least one or two pages of Gemara on each trip. In those days, you had what was called a Walkman. You had these cassettes. And if the train got stuck, it was even better. Everybody was nervous, and I was in Gan Eden with the headphones listening to somebody explaining a page of Gemara, clearly, you know, the, the best that could be. His neshama should have an aliyah, the hundreds of thousands or millions of hours of Torah that were learned in his merit should be a schus for him, his family, and all of Am Yisrael. And we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, David Ben Behia, Shendel Basleya, Shemel Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shloyman Issam Ben Mazel, Moshe Leib Ben Chana Breindel, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Sor Yehudis Bas Soro, Sor Rochel Bas Yispendel, Avilon Bas Yispendel, Tuvietzi Ben Chayaliza, Gitgenendel Bas Sipoira, Lebeleya Bas Sipoira, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Idis Bas Marim Brindel, Chaim Aryeh Ben Brocha, Dovid Leib Ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirad Voira, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Pasya Bas Chayester, <coughs> Ruvein Mordechai Ben Chana, Tzvi Shalem Ben Rita Beverly, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Fruma Bas Genessa, Necharocha Bas Hindaleya, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Gitleya Bas Frumit, Elio Ben Miriam Rus, Rachel Tsipoiro Bas Batshua, Lei Ben Zhenya, Shloimoi Ben Rifkesh Prince, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehudis Kila, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Tsvi Ben Voira, <clears throat> this topic, Shiluach <clears throat> Hakein, sending away the mother bird, taking the birds, is one of the very well-known, extraordinary topics in the Tikkun Zoyar, the Sifrei Kabbalah. This is one of the major, major stops there. <clears throat> As we're going to see, Rav Nelson is going to touch on it also to show how this relates to our relationship with the Shekhinah. The first halacha, Rav Nosenzal wrote while Rabbeinu Zal was alive. He refers to Rabbeinu Zal as Rabbeinu Neira Yoyer. The second halacha, he writes, Hareini Kaporas Mishkovoi, which means he wrote it during the first year when Rabbeinu Zal passed away. <coughs> so he's very young at the time he's writing this. And, and new in his career of writing Torah. Alpima Shaleach Tishalach Esoeim Vesabonem Tikach Loch. 
send away the mother bird and take the, the chicks, the babies for yourself. Alpima Shekosav Rabbeinu Nero Yoir, based on what Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 67 in Likut Imran, Shehakovoid Hu Bechinas Eim Kolchoi. Kovoid is the mother of all of creation. What does that mean? The Gemara says that all of our souls are carved out from under the Kisei HaKovoid, Hashem's throne of Kovoid. So that's the mother of all the souls. That's, that's where all of us come from. All of us originate from the Kisei HaKovoid, from Kovoid. Kihu Shoyresh HaNefesh. That is the source of the Nefesh. V'alkenen, therefore, Kishabo Kovoid Lodom Tzorech Lizoher Moid. Rabbi Nezal writes in the Imran that when a person is receiving kavod, how does a person receive kavod? A person gets married. He's a chassan. Chassan David the Melech. All eyes are on him. Everybody's talking about him. The whole big balagan, thousands of dollars, a band, <coughs> a photographer, everything in his honor, in the honor of the chassan kala. Or a person gets a new job. A person gets a raise at a job. Any type of new kavod that comes to a person, Rabbi Nezal warns a person has to be very careful. Because sometimes that kavod is coming to take the person's soul back to its original place. As it says clearly in Yeshaya Navi, that you will be gathered in, your soul will be gathered in to the kavod of Hashem. So sometimes when kavod is coming to a person, it's a danger sign. The Mishnah says in Perkeova, it's harabonus mekaberes es ba'aleho. Rabonus, leadership, buries the one who has it. Chas v'shon. Ki lefamim alidei hakavod shebol adam shehu Because sometimes, as a result of this kavod coming to the person, this kavod which is the source of the nefesh, the soul leaves and goes back into Kovoid, into that place, into the Kisei HaKovoid. However, Rabbi Nezal says in the Kutimran, in majority of cases, it's not like that. Majority of cases, when a person is receiving Kovoid, a person suddenly gets a million dollars, a hundred million dollars, which is Kovoid, money is Kovoid. <coughs> or anything like that, it's positive. Very often when a person is receiving a new kavod, it means they're receiving a new nefesh that comes in this case of kavod. What's a perfect example of this? Shabbos. The Gemara says every Jew who observes Shabbos receives a nefesh yesera. What do we do on Shabbos? Kavod, kavod Shabbos, lekavod Shabbos Kodesh, lekavod Shabbos Kodesh. And we're going to see again, the kavod is for Hashem. We're going to see that's the protection. The protection is, there's a game called hot potato. I don't know if people know about it today, where people take a potato, make it hot, and then somebody would throw it to you, and if you hold on to it for too long, your fingers burn. So the trick is, the second you get it, to throw it to the next person. He gets a throw, to, to keep getting rid of it as fast as possible. That's what we're supposed to do when we get kavod. That the moment anybody wants to give me kavod, I want to make sure to toss it to Hashem. Oh, you have such a beautiful voice. Hashem gave me my voice. A beautiful house. Yes, we thank Hashem every day for giving us this beautiful home. My wife, my kids, my car, everything. And this is the famous Gemara, where the Gemara says that any person who, who chases after Kovoid, they want Kovoid, and they're running after it, they're pursuing it, the Kovoid will run away from them. Because when a person is chasing after and they want personal Kovoid, Azai HaKovoid Boireach Mimenu. The kavod will run away from them. And sometimes the kavod will grab the person's nefesh and run away with it. 
כי החיוס והנפש שלוי נמשך אחר הכבוי. Because the life force of a person, the person's nefesh, is drawn to kavod, because that's where it originates from. V'azai ha-kavod bo-reach, and when a person is chasing after it, the kavod runs away. V'aydezen estalek, and this causes the person chas v'shom to pass away. V'alkein sorech li-zoher mo'oid, kishabolei kavod chadosh, person has to be extremely careful when new kavod comes to them. What do we mean careful? Careful what? Don't run after it. Don't chase after it. Don't participate. They want to honor you. Don't, don't get involved in it. Because it might cause the person to pass away. The person has to run away from kavoy. Exactly what does that mean? To minimize my kavoy. To make it, they want to honor me for what? My voice, it's Hashem's voice. My, my brains, Hashem gave me a brain. There's a posse ki, all kavod belongs to Hashem. Elamai, why is it coming to me? For me to open the door and grab that nefesh that's inside the kavod. That I want to grab and put in and, and incorporate, integrate into myself. But from covet itself, run away. Because it might be coming to finish you off. Now, another example of this covet. Food is called covet. In Yiddish, they say when a person comes to your house, put some kibud on the table. Put some respect on the table. How do you show respect for a guest? Ooh, this is a, I'm so happy you came to my home. Right away, pull out the fruit to this. It's called kibud, kibud. What is the kibud for? The Baal Shem Tov says, Re'evim gam tzemeim nafshom vahem tesatov. Hashem made us hungry and thirsty because there are souls wrapped up in that food. So when, when I'm eating food, when somebody gives me food, I can take it two ways. Wow, this food is delicious, or I, pa- I paid so much money for this food, or this is the person showing me so much respect for the food, or I can give the kavoy to Hashem. Baruch Hashem Eloikeinu Melech Ha'olam that I'm making sure to give all, and that way I get the nefesh, I get the nefesh, Hashem gets the kavoy. It's a perfect deal. And another example of this is this mitzvah of sending away the mother bird. Because the mother who's, half, who's over the children, that's kovoid. Which is called the mother of all creation. Because the kisei hakovoid, the throne of Hashem, is from where all creation comes from. Chava, Chava is called Eim Kolchoi because she gave birth physically to everybody. But our souls come from the Kisei Akavoi. So that's the mother. Vahabonim Heimanafoshos. The children are the Nefoshos, the souls. Sheheim Bechinas Tsipoyer, who are referred to as birds. Kamashikosov, Eich Toimru Lenafshi, Nudi Harchem Tsipoyer. How are you telling my soul, my Nefesh, wander away, go fly away like a bird? So we see the nefesh is compared to a bird. And this is what the Pesach is telling us. Don't take the mother. Send away the mother. Because when kavod comes to us, get rid of it. Send it away. Don't take it. Don't personalize it. Don't take it to yourself. Rak levroyach mena kavod to run away from personal kavod. Kiim lohoitzi hanefesh mena kavod. Grab the nefesh. Grab the good part. Vezehu veshabonim tikach loch. Take the baby birds to yourself. Dahainu hanefoshos tikach liatzmecha. Dahainu shetire rak lekabel velikach es hanefesh hamalubash ba kavod. Only take the nefesh that's cloaked in that kavod. But it's forbidden for a Jew to take personal kavod. A person has to run away from kavod. And again, those who are privileged to see Talmidei Chachamim, real Talmidei Chachamim, 
Rav Rosenfeld, Rav Michal Zichrein Avrocha, you saw people who, who that they, with, with some people run away from Kavod in a way that everybody should see I'm running away from Kavod. They did it, they tried to be as inconspicuous as possible. When they walked into a shul, they tried to do it to be as least noticed as possible and to find the way to go into the shul that the least possible people are going to stand up for me. And when they did stand up, I remember Michal telling me, they're not standing up for me. No one should think that they're not standing up for me. They're standing up to do a mitzvah in the Torah. The Torah says, somebody's 70 years old, you stand up. It's got nothing to do with me personally. And, and it was real. Because a person could die by getting a, a major kavod. And that's why the Pesach continues, Why are we telling you to send away the mother bird so that things will be good for you and you'll live a long life? which is the opposite of those people who pursue kavod, because that could lead to the person passing away. But when a person looks to run away from kavod, the Torah promises the person long life. What do we mean long life? means double life. Just like on Shabbos, you have a double soul. Because he's receiving the good part. He's taking the good part. He's getting the nefesh chadosha, that new chius, and he's getting rid of the part that you're supposed to get rid of. This reminds me of an incredible chiddush that we heard from Rav Rosenfeld, and Rav Nachman Shirin brings it in the Yikut Imran. There's the Malach Memtes, there's, there's, in heaven, there's the six days of the week and there's Shabbos. Shabbos is all good. Shabbos is kulay toiv. Six days of the week is good and bad. Kosher posel, tomei tohar, osr mutter. So it's brought that on Shabbos, Hashem takes the controls. Hashem is in full control. During the six days of the week, he gives over some of the control to the malach memtes. He's called the malach memtes. He has some of the control, obviously under the direct supervision of Hashem. But the, the, the Malachim test is, He rules during the weekdays. And we're told that the Malachim test is this concept of good and bad, like good and bad, this concept. So it's brought that Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir had a rabbi, Acher. And Acher was good and bad, meaning a major part of his life he was, a, he was Rebbe Meir's Rebbe. Try to imagine what that means, what we're talking about. But then he went up to a very high place and got blinded by the light and came down and became an apikoiris and murder and adultery, every old philosophy, the worst of the worst. So the Gemara says that when you're looking for a rabbi to learn from, make sure there's a posik, ki sifsei koin yishmerudas v'toyri yivakshami piyu ki malach Hashem tzokesu. Look to get Torah and Das from a Kohen, Kohen meaning a Tzaddik, because he's a Malach Hashem. So the Gemara says, if your rabbi is Malach Hashem Tzvokos, then learn from him. If not, stay far away. So the Gemara asks, then one, one second, how was Rabbi Meir allowed to learn from Acher? How's he Acher had, was, was good and bad. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir, Rimo in Motzo. Rabbi Meir found a pomegranate. He took the inside and he threw away the shell. Meaning, Reb Meir was on a level, he was on such a high level that he could choose. He could get involved with a rabbi like this and he was able to take only the good, only the negative. So the Sifrei Kabbalah say, the Malach Memtes, the Malach Memtes, his the full name is Mem Tes Tes Reish Vav Nun. We, we don't say the name, you're not allowed to say it. Mem, take a picture in your mind. Mem, testes, reish nun. So they say, toichoi ochal. Rabbi Meir took the center. What's the center? Testes. Nine plus nine is chai. He took the chai. The remaining letters are rimoin. Reish mem vav nun. Rabbi Meir, rimoin matzah. He found rimoin. Toichoi ochal. He was able to take the chai. The, the rest he discarded, that kind of thing. While we're on the topic, 
This matat is called the holiest angel in Shemayim, uncontested. It's brought that two of the holiest yeshivas in heaven, there's a yeshiva called Mesifta de Rekia, a super, super high-level yeshiva in heaven, of which the Malach Memtes is the Rosh Yeshiva, and then there's the Mesifta Ilah, the highest yeshiva where Hashem himself is the Rosh Yeshiva. In the Mesifta Ilah, there's no debates, there's no right and left, it's just pure emes. In the yeshiva of the Malach Memtes, there's debate, there's kosher posel. <coughs> so again, <coughs> who is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, is called Malach Eloikim. You know, we have Kiloisi Shokach mi Pizaroi, this sukkim that, that, that referred to Rabbi Shimon as this super holy angel. Uh, what's the post I'm thinking about? Ir Vekadish min Shemaya Nochis. A holy angel, Ir is an angel, a holy angel came down from heaven. So, the, which, which holy angel? This, this name of this angel, the center letters, Testes, is Chai. That's the date that he passed away, Chai-ir. The remaining letters are Miron, Miron. It's the date and location of Rabbi Shema, of Lag Boimer, of the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. Again, all Marumas in this Malach, who's this kosher puzzle, this combination. Any questions? Can we differentiate between the nefesh and the kavod? Good question. Because in some places in Likud Imran, Rabbein Azal refers to nefesh as kavod. <coughs> the answer is <coughs> that obviously there is some kind of, in, in the context that we're learning today, kavod means honor, respect. When somebody shows me any kind of respect, they praise me, any, they stand up, that, that's kavod. Nefesh means a soul, an actual soul. Isn't it easier to run, run away as the risks are great? <clears throat> the, answer is, the answer is that there's two policies always. There are people who see that when there's anything that involves risk, I'm out, I'm not involved. And there's a person who knows that in order to come close to Kedusha, you, you have to take some risks, unfortunately. The Gemara says, Eretz Yisrael, Torah, Olam Habez, Niknes, Biyisurin. So some people say, no thanks, no thanks. Or coming close to its tzaddik, it's not, no thanks, I'll, I'll, I'll stay home. That's not the best, that's not the best. Usually, usually <coughs> unless a person knows, there's a story with Rav Nosanzal, that one of his students, <coughs> once he once said to one of his students, I have some nachas from you, but not enough. If I would see you fall and pick yourself up, then I'd have real nachas from you. And it's brought that that student passed away shortly afterwards. And they understood from Rabbi Nosanzal that they, it was known that if he would fall, he wouldn't pick himself up. So it was better that he leave not having fallen, leaving in a good state. All kinds of interesting, important things that we need to know. Another question. How exactly can one take the nefesh that's cloaked in the covid, and what does the nefesh represent? An example that we gave is that when a person's eating on Shabbos and they make the bracha with kavana, they have, again, on Shabbos, I'm a billionaire. During the week, I would never pay this much money for this food and that food. So on Shabbos, some people, they come into the house, they have a bottle of wine that costs $100, and look how great I am. I'm so rich, I can afford it. That's one way of looking at it. And another way is, look what Hashem gave us. Look at the beautiful Shabbos table. Look at the beautiful clothes that my wife and kids are wearing. Look how Hashem giving all the kavod to Hashem, all the kavod of this expensive clothing, expensive food, the singing, who we sit with singing to Hashem. All of this, giving it all to Hashem. And the Torah promises us that we receive the nefesh. That's one example of it. Yes. Right. So the covered what can take your your nefesh is total covered only for the It would seem Rabbeinu writes in chapter six in Likut Imran, That's where he begins the chapter. That chapter that's called Soid Kavanas Elo, all about Elo. He writes there Kitzora Kolodam Lemayit Bechoydatsmoi Ulaharboys Bechoydamokam. He starts off with this statement: Every person has to see to it to minimize their own kavod and to increase the kavod of Hashem. And there Rabbi Nezal puts a label on it that there's two kinds of kavod. Kavod malachim 
and this Kvoid Hashem, Kvoid Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal says that this Kvoid Malachim is that lower level Kvoid, which people are always questioning, investigating. And whereas Kvoid Hashem has Kvoid Alikim has Terdova. That's above any question. It's, it's so hidden. It would seem that the Kvoid Malachim generally is the one that, 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 that short, the short life. It says even by Yosef HaTzadik. We know Yosef HaTzadik was super tzadik. He did not take any covet from himself. And yet we're told that he died the youngest of all of his brothers. Why? Melech. Because he had this position, this super high level position, this super high level covet. But generally we would say that Kvoid Malachim is the, the more dangerous one. Kvoid Hashem is, is the one that, that's out of the danger. Yes. Exactly. So you're asking, what about Yosef Hatzadik? Didn't he run away from COVID also? Is that your, what, what's your, the answer is for sure, for sure he did, but could be the Torah wanted to teach us this message and Yosef Hatzadik was Zohar that he was the example. We're sure that Yosef Hatzadik lived as long as he was supposed to and that he finished everything he needed to finish. But again, he's the one who the Torah uses as an example to teach us this Chiddush, this Chiddush, that a person who goes, that Malchus, <coughs> Malchus Rabonus Mekaberus, you know. The next halacha, <coughs> halacha beis, Alpi Mashekosav Rabbeinu Zecher Tzadik Levrocha, Hareini Kaporas Mishkovoi. He's writing this during the year, the 12 months after Rabbeinu Zal passed away. Al-Posuk Va'aye Hasel Oila, chapter 12 in the second half of Likut Imran, the famous chapter called Aye. <clears throat> Va'klal, to summarize what Rabbein Ezzel writes there, Hayoitzim Isham Bekitzer, to summarize briefly what Rabbein Ezzel says there, Shechiyas HaKlipois Vasitrachro Himebechinas Maimar Sosum, that the Klipois, the sources of Tumah, they draw their energy, their spiritual energy, from the highest, highest place. From, from the hidden statement of creation. There's 10 statements of creation, we're told. But if you count, there's only nine. It's Vayoymer, it says nine times. What's number 10? Bereshis. Bereshis Borlakim is called Maimar Sosim. It's a hidden statement. It doesn't say Vayoymer, and yet that's the holiest, that's the highest statement. That corresponds to the Keser. Vizeh Bechinas Yerida Hitachle and this gives us this message that sometimes going down, person going down into the Sitrachra results in Tachles Aliyah. It's like jumping on a diving board. The person jumps down, down, and then shoots up way above what they could jump without the diving board. <coughs> because when a person falls, to whatever low places they fall, they fall into the dark places, the places of the Sitrachra. When the person starts looking at themselves and realizing how far they are from Hashem, and the person doesn't give up, they start searching, Hashem, where are you? Where are you? Where is Hashem? Where is Hashem? They're so far away, they can't see. But just because I can't see him doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Rabbi Nezal says that by searching, the person hits, goes up to an incredible high. Because this term aye represents that keser, that hidden statement of creation. The word aye, aleph, is keser always. Aleph is pele, yud is chachma, he is bina. So that word aye, we're going, we went out of the seven, we went out of this world, we're up into the, the highest places. Shemisho mekaplem chiyus kol haklipois vasitrachra. And that's where all the forces of Tumah draw their energy from. 
Because that place is so super hidden, that's why it can be a source of chiyas for the sitrachra. <coughs> because from revealed kedusha, we would never. It says, There's a pasuk that Hashem says, "I will not give my kavod to acher to the sitrachra." So revealed kavod, we don't let them get near because they'll swallow it. They'll gobble it up. They'll take advantage. They'll get too much. It's only the super, super hidden kavod. <coughs> there they can have a connection, a hidden connection. Of this Maimar, Shahu Maimar Elyon, this is the highest level statement of creation, Hasosum Venelam Betachlis Ahelam, which is as hidden as it could possibly be. And now, when one of us, Chasvishon, falls down and falls into the domain of the Sitrachra, and we cry out, Hashem, where are you? Through this we go up to the highest, highest place, that hidden statement. Rav Zal says now, study that chapter on Likutim Ran well, and try to understand it. Because this is a very delicate, super, super deep concept. Where do we have a perfect example of this? Purim. Purim, the holiday of Purim. The Jews went down. 70 years of Golas, sleep, falling into a sleep of 70 years, disconnecting from all 70 ponim of the Torah, down. And the Sitrachra is up. Achashverosh banquet, 180 days of celebration, the greatest wealth imaginable. <laughs> the Kalim of the Beisamikdosh he's using for his own cover. Homon, Gidala Achashverosh is someone. He's rich. He's got Veroi Bonav. The Sitrachra is at an all time high. The Jews are, are at an all time low. And they capture the queen, Esther, the Shekhinah. Esther is the Shekhinah. Esther is Bigimatria Shoshana. Kishoshana is captured. She's in the, in the place of the lowest Tumah, the house of Achashpeira. She's in there. Finished, all over. But she and Mordechai Atzadik don't quit. Mordechai he's screaming. What's he screaming? He's screaming, Hashem, where are you? And then the final showdown, Esther Amalka is going in to see Achashverosh and she has to pass through a room full of Avodah and the Shechina leaves her, it says. The Shechina left her. And she says, Keli, Keli, Lomo Azavtoni. Hashem, why did you leave me? But she says, Hashem, Keli, Keli, Aye. She knows Hashem exists, but I just, I, I don't see you. Where are you? And everything turns around completely, completely. That Purim is Keser. Purim, it's brought this koilel, all the Jewish holidays in one. The word Purim is Pesach, Dvav is Vesukas, Reish is Rosh Hashanah, Yud is Yom Kippur, and the Mem is Matan Torah, Shavuos. Purim is koilel, all the holidays. Purim is the kes at the highest place, where we go down into, where Purim is Simcha, the ultimate Simcha. Simcha is Keser, Vesimchas Oilom Al Roishon. Simcha is on the Roish, like a crown the highest of the high, by going down into the lowest of the low, into the Sidrach, into the super Sidrach, participating in the Suda Vachashverosh, super Yerida, bowing to Etzelem. Every, every, the whole story, that's all this story of Aye, like Rav Nosanzal says in another place. Vezeh Bechinas, question? I heard at some point, I forget where and what context, but that Uman is the Petach to Gehenim, and that that's why we have the Kibbutz. Rabbein Azal made a statement in Chaim Aran where he said that Uman is the end of the world. Uman is the boundary. Like, past Uman is just off the cliff, Ramesh, off the cliff. That this is the end, you know, making some kind of a sense, that this is the lowest of the low. And it, you, you can see it. Ukraine, the last country on earth. Give me $100,000 to go to Ukraine for Rosh Hashanah. Not for a million dollars. <coughs> And Uman, in the Ukraine, Uman, the worst of the worst. But the Rebbe said, the Rebbe said, you have thousands of people, every incredible person on earth, 
coming to Uman. And the wives saying, go, go to Uman, go, go. Incredible, incredible. In, in the Megillah, there are a lot of all, all kinds of Ramazan. Ramazan. And the Mitzvah Shlu Hakan is an example of this concept of Ayeh. Because it's brought in the Tikkun Zoyar and in many places throughout the Zoyar Kodesh. Shekan Sipoer Merames al Hashchina Kaviochel that this bird's nest and the mother bird represents the Shekhinah. <clears throat> the word Tzipar, by the way, without the Vav, is Bigimatria 370 in Koch Vior it's brought. With that number 370 is the light of Hashem. The three upper spheroids are called hundreds, the seven lower ones are called tens. So this number 370 is Marames to the Hashem's light, the Shekhinah. And when a person finds this bird nest on the road, on the road, it's not in a home, it's not inside a house, it's out there on the street. Like the Gemara says in Tchulin, Baderech means that this mitzvah of Shilu Hakan, you can only do it if, you, if the bird's nest is not in a solid place. It's not inside your bedroom, in, in, inside. It's in a, in a hefker place, out there, Baderech. Zeremez al Golus Hashchina. This alludes that it's referring to a time when the Shechina is not in its proper place. It doesn't have a home. Today we have the Kaisal Maravi, a wall. No, Hashem doesn't have a house. Vazai Nemar, and about this the Pasuk says, Ketsipoyer noidedes minkina, like a bird that's wandering away from its nest. Because as a result of our many sins, the Shechina is in exile. As it says, you're going to meet this Kansipoyer on the road. Remember, Rabbeinazal starts the Sipuri Maisius with the words, Baderech Siparti Maisa. On the road, I told a story which anyone who heard it had a hero tshuva. That word, Baderech, telling us that this, this whole book, the whole Sipuri Maisius, is all about the Shekhinah being in exile, and our mission is to take the Shekhinah out of exile. Baderech Daiko, Bebechinas Tiltul, the Golis, wandering like the thousands and thousands of Breslavers right now who are Baderech. They're traveling from all over the world. They're traveling to come to the Mokoi Mikdosh, to the holy place, to Rabbein Azal. And those who are here already, who all did the Derech, 26-hour bus rides, all kinds of interesting trips. Vazai mutal al kolechot shenizdam alafon of hakein tziporazer lirois lishtadeh lesakein zakan tziporah. And when this happens, every single one of us who encounters this bird's nest has a mission to work at repairing this kansipur, to take Shekhinah out of exile. And one of the most powerful ways that we are involved in Tikkun of the Shekhinah is through this. Because when we talk about the Shekhinah being Golos, what exactly does that mean? That means that Hashem's authority is hidden. Hashem authority what? Putin says, I'm in charge. Zelensky, I'm Biden, I'm in charge. Everyone's saying, I'm the boss. I'm the bo-. Everyone thinks they're the boss. All the fear. And the real boss is invisible. Nobody sees him. Hashem, nobody sees him. Machmas his gabrus As a result of the forces of Tuma becoming so powerful, as a result of our sins. Our sins place coverings on Hashem and, and blockages that we can't see, that Hashem is not visible. And it looks as if all kinds of other guys are in charge. And a person who is to realize that Hashem does exist and Hashem is alive and well and He's the King, even in this bitter golos, 
because the person is able to believe and realize that Malchusoi Bakoil Mashola, that Hashem rules everywhere in the White House. Hashem is in charge, nobody else. In the Black House, Hashem is no one, none of them are in charge. <clears throat> They're here today, gone tomorrow, and in jail, in a mental asylum, all the, these leaders, these great leaders. And even though today it looks <coughs> as if all of these other nations are in charge over the Jewish people, they're the ones making the rules. Despite that, we believe that these klipois, these non-Jews, they are receiving their life force from Hashem. Hashem is the one who gives life to everyone and everything. And He's the one who is really in charge everywhere, whether they know it or not, whether they acknowledge it or not. It's just that they are being kept alive. They're being given whatever wealth they have, whatever power they have, through this Maimar Sosam, this hidden statement. And by us realizing this and believing in this 100% that they are not, the police in Uman are not in charge and Putin, Hashem is in charge, Hashem is in control of everything, of the missiles and only Hashem is in charge, no one else. This brings about their downfall. This brings about the downfall of the Sitra Because what gives them life, what gives them power, is the hiddenness. The fact that in that Maimar Sosum, Hashem is hidden. When Hashem is hidden, the sitrachra is revealed. Has is revealed. It looks powerful. But the moment that we realize that then that it's a puppet show. You ever see a puppet show where the puppets are moving and dancing and jumping? And wow, look how powerful! They're nothing. There's a guy behind the curtain who's doing this and this, and that's what's making. They, a puppet can't move. What are you nuts? It's the silliest thing in the world. They are all puppets in the hands of Hashem only. The minute we realize that and reveal that, how do we reveal it? Every time we mention Baruch Hashem, Emir Hashem, making brachas, learning Torah, davening, the moment we reveal that, that in Ukraine Hashem is in charge, in America Hashem is in charge, in Yerushalayim, it's not the Knesset, it's not... Only Hashem is in charge. That cuts off their life energy. And they fall. They become eliminated completely. And then the kingdom, Hashem's authority is revealed. It becomes obvious and clear to everybody. Because what caused Hashem to be hidden was the fact that they got stronger. How did they get stronger? Through our mistakes. Every time we do an Avera, we do something wrong, we give them energy. We put another cover on Hashem, and the more Hashem is covered, the more they are empowered. They're able to draw energy. But when they experience their downfall, the kingdom, the authority of Hashem is revealed. When is the kingdom of Hashem revealed? The, the coronation is on Rosh Hashanah. All the observant Jews are going to say, Melech, Melech, Melech on Rosh Hashanah more than any other day of the year. And Rav Zal said, all Jews around the world will say Melech, but the coronation is in Uman. The coronation takes place in Uman. This is, and, and we should be zeicher to play our role in revealing Hashem. How? By behaving like good Jews, by being mekadeh shem shemayim, by not forgetting for a second where we are, and that this is all about the giving kavoy to Hashem in every possible way that we can. By eating, by not eating, by sleeping, by not sleeping, whatever we're doing, it's, it's all for the boss, all for the boss. 
that's what this mitzvah is all about. Send away the mother bird and take the... This is tapping into that hidden statement. Because when you force the mother bird away, she goes away. She becomes hidden from sight. We don't see her anymore. By sending away the mother bird, then how are they going to live? How are they living? How are those chicks going to live? You're a murderer. No, no, no. They're going to live. They, from the hiddenness, from that Maimar Sosum, there's a Maimar Sosum that supports all the little guys, the, the, the little people. Because everybody knows the mother is the one that provides life for all the chicks. That these chicks need their mommy. Their chiyus is dependent on the mother. And when we send away the mother, we're connecting, we're pulling the wire out of the mother and we're putting the wire into the Maimar Sosum, to the Keser, to that highest, highest place, to the hidden mother. And then you can take those little chicks and make the ticken for them and elevate them. Because what's causing the birds to have to wander, what's causing the mother bird to have to wander is the fact that the forces of Tumor are strong. That shows that the forces of Tumor are powerful. That's what caused Hashem's kingdom to become hidden. But when we send away the mother bird, and we don't know where she is, she's gone. We are showing that the real source of life of these chicks, which is the mother, is the hiddenness. It's that Maimar Sosum, Aye. Because everything in this world, not just the little guys, everything in this world draws from that Maimar Sosim, that holiest statement. That's what's giving life to everything. Even the Klippos are drawing from there. And when we re- reveal this, when we create this a scenario, we put, throw away, push away the mother bird. We show, what do you mean you put away the, you're going to kill the bird? No, I'm not going to kill them. They're not going to die. Even when the mother bird is away, they're not, you don't, there's no death because there's this Maimar Sosum, which keeps, Hashem is alive. He's there. He's just hidden. The minute we reveal that, the Sitrachra takes a fall. And then we can take the chicks. Because all of the negativity that's attached to them already had a fall. Because that's why the, the nest, the mother bird, is, is wandering around. Because now we have destroyed all the klipas and everything by sending away, sending away the mother, showing that hiddenness doesn't mean gone. Hiddenness means we're tapping into the highest, highest source. We're bypassing the, we're not going into the first floor in the bank, the clerks. We're going to the preferred banking. We're going to that top floor where they can solve any problem, every problem. We reveal this, the hiddenness. We, we created a hiddenness. We forced the mother bird to go into hiding. <coughs> and through this, and Hashem's kingdom is revealed. By This is one of the ways of revealing Hashem's kingdom. When you first hear this, it's not so easy to put it together. 
But if you review it, play it over in your mind, and you look at that chapter in Likut Imran, and you look at the Tefillah, it becomes clear and clear what Rav Nosson Zal is saying. Any questions? So there are two actions in Shunuch Haken. One is throwing away the mother bird, the other one is taking the bunny. Yes. Right? So I'm, I'm a little confused. Which, which part of the, the throwing away the mother bird is, is the... Is the it's, it's turning off the lights, in a sense. It's okay. turning off the light. The mother is the source of light for those chicks. Right. Send, her, send her away. They're dead. No, they're not dead. Okay. Are we allowed to, we, we, we're killing, we don't want to kill birds. We're sending them away is we're turning, we're changing the channel. We're going away from the nine lower spheroids, from the nine statements of creation, and we're going into that top one, to Maimar Sosun. We're putting the, plugging it in over there. And the action of taking the bunny? Is, is and, and through this, all the Kedusha has an elevation. All the fallen Kedusha, these little chicks that has, has an Aliyah. This is the, the Yerida Tachlis Aliyah. This is the Aliyah that's taking place. It sounds to me like the, it seems that the natural state of things is that the birds are taking care of the mother and the you know, natural world. That the mother's the taking care of the birds, yes. you mean. And the, yeah, the mother's thinking of the birds, yes, right? That. And, and so what we're doing is we're revealing, no, there's a whole different framework of the world. The world is here for us to do things for a good baruch and so we need to send away the mother bird. It's not teva. We need to take the bird to make it the antiquum. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Question? This is a very extreme, specific example of how this works. Does it also apply in daily things that we do? A hundred percent. Every time that we experience any kind of a yurida, Anytime that a person has a ureter, makes a mistake, doesn't have error, and a person would say, okay, I'm out. No, I'm not. I, I disconnected. I pulled the plug. I tore the wire. And the Yitzhara says, you better believe you tore the wire. Hashem, you, the last thing you want to do is show your face to Hashem now, because Hashem doesn't want to see you. you got mud on your face. And I say, no thanks. My Rebbe said that on, on the ground level, you're right, but there's Maimar Sosun. There's a place when I'm down there, there's a, a, back, a back door that I can come into. Menashe, King Menashe, who was an idol worshiper and got all the Jews worshiping idols, idols. And then finally Hashem decided it's time to get this guy. And he gets, he's on a place and cannibals get hold of him. And they put him into a pot. And they're gonna, he's going to be the lunch. They're going to have him for lunch. And they start cooking him. And he goes through, he starts screaming to each one of his idols. And he says, if you're anything, save me. If not, I'll know that you're a piece of garbage. You're nothing. And he finishes his whole list. No more idols. And he says, wow, the only one left is Hashem, I guess. And he says, Hashem, if you're anything, save me. And if not, I'll know that you're just like the rest of them. And the malachim here is tefillah. And they're all standing like this. They don't want to let the tefillah go through this filth, this piece of super garbage. And of chutzpah to talk like that to Hashem. They're all blocking, and Hashem carves out a path from under the Kisi Akovoy to because he, what he said, he said something, re- he, he meant it well. You know, he's still saying, Hashem, I see that they're all garbage. I see they're all nothing. And now this is your chance to show, show even me that you're real. And Hashem showed him. And there are those that say that the tefillah at the end of the Tikkunah Kloli, that Reboyne Shaloylam, that last page in, in many of the Tikkunah that's Menashe's tefillah, where it says, Those that have the opportunity to say it, it's very, very good. He connected to that Maimar Sosim, you know. Exactly. Another word for this Maimar Sosum is the Oitzar Matnas Finum, the treasury of free gifts. Which again, for exactly, Ein Shum Yish Boilam, Roshi I will do tshuva. <clears throat> when the Sultan saying can't, the Gemara says about Acher that Rabbi Meir said to him, Rabbi, come back. He said, I can't. He said, what do you mean you can't? He said, I heard Hashem say, I heard a baskoil that said, Shuvu bonim shoivavim chutz Everyone can come back except for Acher. What should he have done? He should have ignored it. Kol Any when you're in somebody's house, and whatever they tell you to do, you have to listen, except if they tell you get out. If anybody ever feels that Hashem is saying get out, don't listen, don't listen. And even the tzaddik, the tzaddik emulates brought that regarding Rosh Hashanah, 
That's the only example where, where Abnasan Zal gives. Where if the tzaddik says, don't come, you, made a, you shouldn't have asked him. Don't ask him. Come, 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 come. Come, because this is my Sosim. Because my Sosim is Yom Kippur. We start off with the Malchus on Rosh Hashanah, and we're climbing and climbing till Yom Kippur when the Kohen Gadol went to the inside, inside, Kodesh Kadosh Besa. But for Breslovers, the Gemara says, Tzadikim and Rishoim, their Yom Kippur is on Rosh Hashanah. Their sign and seal on Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is Malchus and it's Keser. It's Maimar It's everything, everything. We should be zeichah to be here. And those who are here should be zeichah to be good shlichim for anyone who's, who couldn't be here, who isn't here, for whatever reason. Chat. It's a known fact that small babies can't survive without their mother. <coughs> The Maimar Sosim, notwithstanding, <coughs> how we'd understand that? There's a Gemara that says that there was a man who had a small baby and that the mother wasn't there and he said, Hashem, this is your opportunity. And he nursed his baby. The man nursed his baby. How is that possible? It's not possible. You're, you're right. It's impossible. That's one of the examples where Hashem did the impossible. And there are many stories like that. I just heard... Um, Klein, what's his name? Yaakov Klein just sent out a video recently about a couple that got married. This story is worth hearing. A young couple that got married and months went by and a year went by and more year than no children. And the parents said, you have to go see a doctor. And they said, we don't have to do anything until it was three years. And after three years, they decided they're going to go see a doctor. And the wife went to the doctor and the doctor checked and he saw that the ovaries are damaged not possible, not possible to have children. So the wife said to her husband, I'll understand completely if you want to have child. I know the person, I'll understand completely if we separate. He said, the only way you will be separated from me is when you become a widow. Nothing else, there's nothing else in the world that's going to separate us. They lived together for 18 years, 18 years, and and. The, 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 the struggle that people have in that kind of situation, struggling. And then one day, a big, god, a big rabbi came to town. And the wife says to the husband, go get a bracha from this big god. So he goes, visits, to, to get a bracha, period, just a general bracha. He goes, and the god starts, asks him one or two questions, and he tells him his story, and the god says, I've been waiting for you. I'm, I'm waiting for you. I had a dream because there was a couple that was in a car accident, and they got killed, the parents got killed, and the, the baby, they had a baby, a six or seven week old child that has Downs, a Down syndrome child, now doesn't have parents. And I was wondering who's gonna take this mitzvah, who's gonna take this, the, 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 the mother went away, the mother died, who's gonna take the chicks? And in a dream they showed me that somebody's gonna come who has this kind of, and they're gonna take the baby. This man said it's a deal. And they took the baby home, him and his wife, and they gave love, they gave this baby everything in the world imaginable, everything in the world. And when this child was three years old and it's on the mother's lap, the child starts tapping the mother's stomach and says, baby, 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 baby. And the mother's looking at, what, what baby? No, no, baby, nothing, nothing. Ba- screaming, baby, baby. And the father comes home and the baby, baby. The father says, go take a test, go take... She takes a pregnancy test and she's pregnant. And she had a child and they had other children and everything. And he told this story, Yaakov Klein, to know that Hashem is great. We have no idea how great Hashem is. No idea what Hashem could do. So that word impossible, we know we've seen the impossible. We've been to weddings of people who raised children to to give them the best of the best that anybody could imagine in the world. And there's going to be grandchildren and great-grandchildren and it's a shame. Question, how do we manage this year's Shabbos together with Rosh Hashanah? On Shabbos we can't cry or have any negative critical feelings about ourselves, which bring tshuva, but Rosh Hashanah requires these. The answer is that even on Rosh Hashanah, the crying is not from sadness, from depression. Rabbi Nezal quotes the Pasuk, B'Shimcha Yegilon Kol Ayoyim, we rejoice with Hashem all day. And, and it says, joy. So Rosh Hashanah is Simcha, Shabbos is more Simcha. And it's not a contradiction. There's a Pasuk, Vigilu, Bira'ada. To, to, to rejoice 
with trembling. That on one hand, there is judgment, there is judgment, there's no vidui on Rosh Hashanah, even without Shabbos. There's no alchet, there's no ashamnu bagatnu. Rosh Hashanah, we don't go there. There is, each yontif has its chashivus by saying all the tefillahs we're supposed to and doing what we're supposed to. And if crying gives somebody relief, if crying gives somebody joy, they're allowed to cry on Rosh Hashanah, they're allowed to cry on Shabbos. That's what it says in Halacha. We should be zoicha to tefillah besimcha with bechiyas, with holy, with happy bechiyas, like in the story of the seven betlers. Should be zoicha to a good, the year should close on the highest high and the new year should be higher. The Gula Shleimah Amen.